0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad you're with us on this beautiful Friday morning, and I hope you'd get your Bibles and gather around uh, the Word of God with us this morning so that we can be led by the Spirit of truth into more truth. Glory be to God. We are in Second Peter this morning, and we will be... Closing out the first chapter today, I believe, you, you you really never know what the Lord might say and where He might uh, cause us to be still. But more than likely, if if everything goes as planned, which really it never does, we might finish chapter one this morning. But it's been a great study. Uh, I have learned I have learned so many things that I did not know, and I've received a greater in depth. Place of revelation and truth in some things that I knew a little bit about, and I believe that's the way it is. Every time we open God's Word, He'll guide us into new truth, or He will cause the truth we already know to Uh, be enlarged in our hearts making that path of righteousness that he's had uh, that he's placed our feet on uh, brighter as he promised he would in proverbs 4 and 18 so before we dig in today let me remind everybody of determined camp meeting there in palestine texas october the 5th through the 8th this year at christ community church It'll be the second year in a row that we've held the camp meeting there. People come from all over, those who are gathered around the sacrifice, those who are learning to be determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. The whole world is welcome. The whole church is welcome to these camp meetings. It's wide open to everybody. And we're just thankful for the 14 ministers that'll be there this year declaring the truth of Christ in Him crucified. If you'll go and watch this on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, you'll be able to see, even right now while I'm talking, the list of ministers that I'll put up there, all 14 of them, and the times they are speaking. And really, you, you need to be there, whatever it takes. Please don't save your money for some vacation and miss these meetings. These meetings are really the move the move of God that has been taking place since the church began if there is a move of God. God moving in our lives, the Bible says, is because, because the people have the hearing of faith, Galatians chapter 3, and that hearing of faith is exclusively tied to hearing about the cross of Christ. You need to understand that. That's what we're learning today and thankful to be learning today for there's been too much wasted time. So again, October the 5th through the 8th, Palestine, Texas, Christ Community Church, pastors Clint and Lindsay Bass. Contact them if you have any questions or you can contact me. Write them right here. You can comment on this Facebook page, Crossway Church, Queen City, Texas, or even while you're watching the YouTube channel, you can comment there as well. So we're just so thankful for all that God has been doing in our lives over the last 18 years that he is constantly teaching us the truth of his word, always pertaining to Christ who is the truth and what he did at Calvary to become that liberating truth to us and to continue to uh, teach us uh, of how great that sacrifice was. There's never a moment in our lives, let me say this, there's never a moment in our lives that the Lord is not pointing us to and attempting to get us to look at and to behold, even in a greater way, his son and his son sacrifice I said there's never a moment There's scriptures to bear that out so anyway one more meeting a set of meetings I'd like to advertise this morning and that's I'll be in Brockton Massachusetts the 22nd through the 24th there again if you'll go to the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316 you'll see even now while I'm talking the information the, the hotel, the big conference room that we'll be at, several people are coming from that area who are interested in hearing more of this message of the cross, the scriptures in the only light it is written. So I hope if you're in that area, you will come and meet us, be a part of these meetings. I, I'm just going to be honest with you today. I'm believing the Lord for... A cross-preaching church to be raised up there. Spirit-filled, gospel-centered, that is a cross-preaching church. Determined to know nothing other than... Than all the scriptures in the light of the one who said they're about him. Hallelujah. So, again, that's Brockton, Massachusetts, the 22nd of this month through the 24th. So, uh, look at those or that information that's on the screen. If you can't come, at least share that and tell somebody that we are going to be there and that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the focus of Calvary's lamb will be there and there will always be a move of God where that is the focus. Hallelujah. Well, grab your Bibles this morning, 2nd Peter chapter 1, part 12 on this 8th day of September 2023 and I'm just excited Oh, I'm excited to be right here in Scripture where we are. You know, we live not by bread alone, but also by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is the hearing of faith. And if we live by every word, but the life is only found in the blood, my Lord, there it is. Isn't it see how beautiful that is? And and God's serious about that too. God's serious about that. We can't live by every word unless every word is dipped in the blood. God's serious about that. It's all make-believe and pretending outside of grace and faith. And grace and faith exist only within the perimeters, the sphere of, the boundary of, one's hearts yielded to the sacrifice of Christ at Calvary. Outside of that, It's men doing what men do within the sphere, the boundaries, the rule of that. It's God doing what God does. Hallelujah. So here, let's start this morning. And let's back up. Now, we're not going to get involved backing up because we're going to go and really focus on the last three verses of this chapter this morning. So, But let's back up and read starting in verse 16. That says, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Peter says, we saw it with our own eyes. For he received, Jesus received from God the Father, honor and glory when... There came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard. Notice Peter said we've seen this majesty of Christ and we've heard this voice that came from the excellent glory, this voice that came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. And then Peter begins to say these words. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines In a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, you've got to know this first, that no prophecy, none of the scripture is of any private interpretation Because the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now you'll notice as you read your Bibles, even under the Old Covenant, that God did not use many people to speak through. And don't think for a minute that he used other people that he just didn't write about. That's only an assumption. And we, we, we don't live by assumptions. Years ago, a lady... Uh, told me, she said, you, "You need to learn to read in between the lines, Curtis." And I said, "Honey, th- th- there's nothing in between the lines but the lies of the devil twisting God's word, removing, adding to God's word. I, God gives us His word line upon line, precept upon precept, with no room in between for my thoughts, my 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 opinions. They're not allowed." They're not allowed. So it, it's God's Word revealing God's Word, revealing God's Word. Nothing that men can bring to the table can bring a revelation of God's Word. And, and we're going to see some great things in these great truths written here today. Peter, James, and John were on the mount with Christ. He was talking with Moses and Elijah, the Bible says, about his death. Now notice that the main attraction on that mountain was, was really not Jesus being transfigured, but the conversation and the focus that would cause that. You, you, need, you need to hear that again. The main attraction was not Jesus being transfigured for that was a manifestation and a confirmation of what would happen because of the focus of the conversation. I I hope you're getting that. The conversation was about the death. And when the focus in the conversation is about the death of Christ Christ, then you're going to hear God, and you're going to see the glory of God. And when the focus in the conversation is not Christ and Him crucified, you're not going to be hearing the Spirit of God. You're not. And you're not going to be beholding the glory of God. You're you're not. Scripture bears that out. And I could get into that and go down that, that, that rabbit trail, if you will, of truth today. But that's just the way it is. If, if your focus is the cross, the death of Jesus, you're going to be being led by the Spirit of truth into all truth, experiencing the liberty and the grace and the joy and the peace and the strength and the comfort of God outside of that sphere, that rule, that boundary. You're not going to be hearing God. I promise you, those people, Christians, who were in the church of Laodicea, thought they were in a move of God. I can guarantee you they thought they were in a move of God. But Jesus was outside the door, knocking on the door to be able to get back in fellowship with them, They were not in fellowship with him. They were not hearing. You you go up a few chapters, I'm sorry, a few verses in that third chapter of Revelation, and you'll see that Sardis, the church of Sardis, was not in fellowship with him. They were not hearing and receiving. And if you're not hearing and receiving, you're not in fellowship with the one you think you're in fellowship with. And the command there was for them to repent and go back to the place they were receiving and hearing in the beginning, which is the hearing of faith and the receiving of the Spirit and His working among them, which was not happening. was not happening. Or there wouldn't have been a call for repentance to get back to that place. So you need to think about these things. The, 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 the focus here... And we'll see it today of what happened on that Mount of Transfiguration was, yes, a revelation of the glory of God taking Christ completely over. If you read this, you'll see in, in other writings concerning what happened on that mountain that day that Jesus, his face lit up like the sun. And we'll see it here that, that Peter refers to him as the day star, which our day star is the sun. You do know the sun that gives us light is a star, and it's our day star. There are no other stars you see at night other than, well, there are no other stars that you'll see during the day except that day star, which is the sun. See how beautiful that is. But let's talk about this some more. Again, the main attraction, and this is the way it always is to God. It's always been this way to God even before the foundation of the world. Even as Jesus died as the lamb on the cross and forever and ever and ever after that took place, the focus is the lamb. The focus is the word of God in the context of the blood being shed. And on that mountain that day, the main attraction was not what was seen with the eyes, but what was heard with the ears. And that was two things. The conversation being about the death of Jesus between Moses and Elijah and Jesus and the voice that came. Listen, the voice that came because of that focus, that object of faith, and transformed Jesus into the very manifestation of who he would be and what he would have after that work was finished. Oh, this is good, my friends. This is good. And the focus of the church should be, has to be, if they're going to be walking with the Lord led by the Spirit, has to be the cross of Christ. Has to be. You say, well, we're past the cross. Well, Jesus was past the cross then because the Bible says the, the work was finished before the foundation of the world. The lamb was already slain. No, it had to be manifest. Jesus came and had to suffer and die. And you and I in our existence here in this world before we are glorified and with him is a path of suffering. That's what the whole first letter of Peter's about suffering for his name's sake, the reproach of his name, the, for righteousness. That's what it's about. So I want you to get this before we move on. The focus of what Peter is talking about, there was a conversation about the death of Jesus. There was another voice that joined the conversation from heaven and declared, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And as I've shared earlier, and you already know this, but that voice spoke again that same thing identically when Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist, which was all symbolic wholeheartedly, completely about what he would do at Calvary. His burial, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's that's what water baptism is all about. It can't save you, but it points to what will. For our case, what did. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So there was a conversation on the mount that brought the voice of God's approval on the mount. And when that took place, the glory of who Christ is, he is the brightness of God's glory, Hebrews 1 and 3. And that manifestation took place when the conversation and the focus was what it should be. You'll always hear God speaking to you about His Son and only by His Son. So let's look into this now, verse 19. And we'll start right here in our in our if, dig into this truth, if you will, as the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, lays these beautiful things on the table before us. We have also, not instead of. Get that now. Not instead of, but we have also to go along with what we saw, what we hear, what we heard. My goodness, Peter said, uh, to go along with what we saw, the majesty of Christ, what we heard, that conversation and that voice from heaven, we have also, glory be to God, this is good to me. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. Now think about this. Peter is saying here, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, because even he and the ones who were allowed to write what we call Scripture, the New Covenant. Apostles, prophets did this under the Old Covenant. Apostles did this under the New Covenant because they walked with Christ in His literal earthly ministry other than Paul, who I've got to always say this, who knew Christ better than all of those who walked with Him after the flesh, And Paul never did. But Paul knew him better, submitted to him better, had greater revelation from him, of him, than all of them put together, and even declared that he labored more than all of them, yet it would be by the grace that was with him. It wasn't just him doing work for, for his name's sake. It was him doing what he did by the grace of God that was with him, meaning by the Spirit of grace. So, so the, 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 the new covenant, the only word of God we have, comes from old covenant authority where God spoke to the fathers of Israel by the prophets and in these last days since Christ has come and the last days began when he came and he died and was buried and raised to newness of life. That's when the last days were set in motion. That's when, that's when the last days begin. And my friend, the last days are the last three days. When Christ came, it was at the end of the fourth day, if you will, that the end of that four, or or actually, it was at the beginning of that four thousandth year. It was the fourth day. And that is when these last days began. And it's been two days. Since he came and died. That would be six days. And then he's going to come. And establish his kingdom on this very earth. In the day of the Lord. When he will reign for a thousand years. Now, I don't want to get into all that. I'd love to. It's beautiful and wonderful and encouraging. But I want to make sure we stay on track here this morning. That this more sure word of prophecy was something that was went along with what Peter saw and he heard it's what it's what he went what it it didn't it wasn't instead of that but what was going on there was really the fulfillment of all prophecy let me say it a better way it was what all prophecy was pointing to where it would be filled literally at the cross. You have to remember Jesus was born of a woman under law. He lived his whole life under the law. He kept the whole law perfectly. He was under law in his whole life until he died. And there on the cross, he became the end of the law for righteousness. Because apart from the law, through his faith... We've been offered the righteousness of his faith. I don't want to get into that either. Go back and listen to the last uh, 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 two or three messages on faith in our worship services and on the YouTube channel only. You'll find the last four, the first four sessions of the, the new topic we're doing on one faith. And you'll be blessed by that. and You'll learn some very great truths that will allow you to come out of false doctrine, it'll also allow you to avoid future false doctrine, and and, and the Lord will bless you with it. So go and check it out. It's on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. But here we see that we're being told, we, you and me, are being told that we also have a more sure, guaranteed, you can put, put all your eggs in one basket, you can count on it, that the, the word of prophecy you find in the scriptures is guaranteed. One last comment, because I didn't really finish it, about the prophets and the apostles. The apostles, and this is all I'm going to say about this, the apostles of the new covenant, and I have to say this, are the only ones who were given the authority to write any scripture. Anybody claiming that you can add to what's already been written, that, that, that means that the Lord is going to add the plagues of the, that you read about in the book to them. God's serious about his word. You can't add to it or he'll add the plagues of the book to you. You can't take away from the book or he'll take your name out of the book of life. That's what the Bible says. You, you, listen, when you try to alter God's word, you're, you're trying to alter God himself because he declares that he is the word of God. John chapter 1 says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God and the Word was made flesh, verse 14 in John 1. That's Jesus, who is God, becoming flesh. So only the prophets, the law, the psalmist, which were all prophetically, all of it was prophetic, whether it was from, through the prophets or the law or the psalms, all of that was prophetic because the spirit of what is prophetic, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Let's go look at that so you can see it in your Bibles and know it for sure and you can write it down, highlight it in your Bibles in Revelation 19 and 10 and this is concerning this sure, guaranteed, without doubt, word of prophecy that you can bank on every moment of every day. Watch this. In Revelation 19 and 10, and I fell at his feet This vision John was being given. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am your fellow servant. That means get up and don't fall at my feet. I'm only a servant with you. Uh, And of your brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Worship God Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So that's what makes all this prophetic, false prophetic stuff today. All these men and women going around decreeing and declaring, prophesying all this. Listen, God is not decreeing and declaring and prophesying nothing that does not magnify, glorify Christ manifesting His righteousness. Nothing. Nothing all these personal words given that do nothing but tickle the flesh and draw our flesh to men that do that and we and we're so foolish we'll pay them we'll just keep we think we're giving offerings to God but we're not we're just paying men to do that foolish stuff that foolish stuff any prophecy that doesn't point to Jesus exalt Jesus bring glory to Jesus is not prophetically of the Holy Spirit. We're told in our Bibles, the testimony of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus. Let me make sure we're getting this right. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Did you see that? And you'll never receive a true word of prophecy if Jesus is not involved in it. And I'm not talking about Jesus says to me to tell you that he is going to... There must be Scripture involved that pertains to Jesus because if it's not, it can't pertain to you. You're in him. We can't just pull Scriptures out and prophesy it over somebody and expect it to... That's witchcraft, my friend. That's witchcraft. You you, you have no authority other than... Than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only authority we've got. And if we're not preaching it, we're not, if our faith is not there, then we don't have any authority that's of God. Now, look a few verses down. No, let's, let's just read on through this this morning. We read verse 10. I hope you made a note of this, it'll help you. It'll, it'll help you get up and get out of false doctrine unless you value people more. Unless you're still hung up on the deception of, well, you know, just just eat it all. And chew, it on, chew on all of it and spit the bones out and keep what's good. No, I promise you, you're choking on the bones, my friend. If you're sitting there, if you're sitting there listening to a focus that's on anything other than the cross of Christ, you're choking. That's why you're still there. It's because you're choking. You're choking. You're stumbling. You're staggering over people, the persons of people. Amen. If you grab a hold of the truth of the cross, you're not going to keep sitting there wasting time listening to somebody talking about everything, even using God's Word outside of the light of the light it was written in, meaning Jesus Christ and the work of righteousness He did at Calvary. Listen to this. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, We have fellowship one with another. And the blood cleanses us of all unrighteousness, all sin. Now, the church in Laodicea and Sardis, they were not walking with the Lord in righteousness. They were not being cleansed daily. Amen. Think about that. Because they were not walking in the light that he is found in. Your Lord and Savior is not found in any light other than the light of Calvary, the light of redemption. He's not found anywhere other than that light. The proof is in 1 John 1 and 7. We just read it. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And what happens in that fellowship? The blood is cleansing us from all unrighteousness. In all sin. Think about that. Think about that. Let's read on through this, Revelation 19, 11, because we're talking about what Peter wrote at the end of chapter 1 in 2 Peter. Verse 11 about a word of prophecy. The, the word of prophecy. The word that prophesies and moves us is the word of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is a sphere and a boundary. And the rule that God works within and outside of it, I'm sorry. This is what what the church doesn't like to hear. And they'll throw you out and say that you have thrown them out, but they're the ones who throw you out. They'll write you off if you are telling them the truth. Just as the Apostle Paul said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth. Think about it. Verse 11 here in Revelation 19, and I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness does he judge and make war. That, that, that is very powerful. All the judgment of God is in righteousness. All the warring that God does in and through his people is only in righteousness. His rule and reign, his rule and reign for a thousand years will be that of righteousness. Get this now, verse 12. His eyes were as a flame of fire. This is the one who's coming, who's going to have the appearance of the one that Peter, James, and John saw on the Mount of Transfiguration because, and that happened, he received honor and glory there when that excellent, that voice from the excellent glory spoke and transformed him with face like the sun and garments like light. And John is seeing this same thing again except when he's coming. Watch. His eyes, verse 12, Revelation 19, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And His name (coughs) is called the Word of God. You see, any word that's not dipped in blood, the Holy Spirit cannot impart it. It's only men tossing it around, trying to exalt their name. Any word that's not dipped in the blood, meaning any word that is not being received into heart, Into the heart through the heart that's yielded to the sacrifice of Christ deliberately and consciously cannot be imparted. That's what's wrong with the church. That's what's wrong with the preachers today. They're not preaching the word in the context of the one who wears the vesture dipped in blood. He's not coming dressed in gold, he's not coming dressed in gold. He's coming with a vesture, his garment that he's dressed in is dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him. That's you and me because we will have already been there with him when he comes. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And that was represented in his raiment on the Mount of Transfiguration. I know the Lord's blessing you today, hallelujah. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be learning these things and seeing these great truths. He says in verse 19. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. We have also, even also with the majesty we saw on the mount, with the voice we heard that came from heaven, oh my goodness, we have all that and we're sharing all that with you, but we also have a more sure word of prophecy. Think about that. A more sure word of prophecy. Of prophecy. This means this, this word, this sure word of prophecy that really confirms what was taking place on Mount Transfiguration, what would be fulfilled at Calvary. This, this more sure word of prophecy that guarantees this more sure word of the scriptures of prophecy. That's where, that's where prophecy comes from, the scriptures. This more sure word of the prophetic scriptures confirms also what we saw and what we heard. It, it, it's not instead of it. It's not other than it confirmed it and it guarantees that what we saw and what we heard is going to be seen in its fullness. Soon and very soon. And it was. Jesus died. He suffered and he died. He was buried and raised to to resurrection, life, and power. Hallelujah. To a glorified body. And when he comes, you read it again in Revelation 19. I get excited every time I read it. When he comes, he's not coming dressed in gold, preachers. He's not coming with a focus of gold, preachers. He's coming with that vesture he's wearing, dipped in blood. And he'll be called the Word of God because he'll be called the Word of God, the living Word of God because he shed that blood. Listen, when he comes that day and we come with him, He will be called the living word of God and it will eclipse all of the prophetic written word of God. It will eclipse it. It will be swallowed up in him completely just like an eclipse. When when the living word of God comes, it will eclipse all the prophetic written words of God which are the written words of God given by Christ, to portray Christ. The the, the scriptures say in Acts, I read it Wednesday night at the very beginning of the message in the book of Acts concerning Paul preaching in a certain location. And he said when he was preaching to these Jewish people that that the, the Jews that Jesus came for, the nation of Israel that he came for, the religious leaders... And examples supposed to be for God when He came, they were reading the prophets every Sabbath, but they didn't know the voice of the prophets. And they did not know Him when He came. They could not hear Him. Think about that. They read the prophets every Sabbath, but it was all about them. And not him. It says literally in the book of Acts, Paul preaching that they read the scriptures, the prophets, every Sabbath, but they did not know the voice of the prophets. Let me get serious here for a moment. Do you know and can you hear the voice of the prophets? Because they only speak of Jesus Christ. As Savior and Lord. Preachers that get up and tell the amazing, dramatic, beautiful, exciting, magnificent stories of the old covenant to stir up a congregation, but they do not have their climax at Calvary. They neither know the voice of the prophets. They neither are hearing from the Lord. Because when the Holy Spirit is speaking, He's not just telling historical stories. He's telling the story of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Or we are not hearing from God even though we're reading the Word of God. They read the Word of God every Sabbath, but they did not know the voice that spoke the Word. That was the word that would show up among them as the living word. They killed him. They thought they would silence him. But Jesus, as the living word of God, the voice of God, God himself in the flesh, the living word of God cannot be silenced. He cannot be silenced. The Word of God cannot be bound. Think of that in, in the script, in the Bible tells us that, that we may be bound, we may be put in prison, they may take our Bibles away, but the Word of God cannot be bound. And the proof of that is, Jesus as the living Word of God, the, the, the view in life of the Scriptures, when they killed Him, Death couldn't hold him. Glory be to God. The scriptures cannot be bound. The scriptures will always give life to those who have an ear to hear the voice of the scriptures. They read the prophets every Sabbath. Let's see if we can find that. I read it. I had it. I don't know if I can find it. Acts, here it is. My goodness, thank you, Jesus. Acts 13, 27, Paul's preaching here. And he says, for they that dwell at Jerusalem, Jewish folk, Israelites, the people of God, a nation he set apart to experience him and express him to the whole world. He gave them the word. He gave them the law. He gave them the prophets. He gave them the psalmists and all the psalms. He, he gave them all that he had to give. And they that dwelt at Jerusalem and their rulers. Not listen, get this. Not just the rulers, but they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers. Because they knew him not, talking about Jesus, nor yet the voices of the prophets which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled the scriptures in condemning him. You see, the scriptures declared not only that God would give his son, that one born of a virgin who would suffer and die, be bruised and wounded for our sins and iniquities, but that evil religious men would condemn him to death, that he would suffer and die. You know, God forbid, my friends, that we be experiencing and fulfilling Scripture, but the wrong side of it. There is a good side of being in the fulfillment of what's written in the Word of God, and there is a negative side. The Bible speaks of a hell that was not created for men. God didn't create hell for men. He says He created it for the devils. The devil and all the devils. It's not created for men. And by that we know, along with many other scriptures, that it's not God's will that any men go to hell. He wants to save everybody. It's His will that everybody be saved. But we don't experience His will, even us who are saved, every minute of the day they're the ones who had the scriptures but they didn't know the one the scriptures were about therefore they couldn't hear the one who gave them the scriptures I want you to think about that even today and this is where the church gets real mad. They I, the church thinks that God's just doing it in our lives because we got saved whatever he wants to whenever however how, what that's not true. Read the book of Galatians. Read the letters to the seven churches in Revelation, you'll see that we can tie the hands of God and be outside the perimeters of where grace works. We can be even dead, the Bible says, Revelation 3 and 1, Romans 7 and 9. We can be dead. We can be out of fellowship with the Lord thinking we're in fellowship with the Lord. We can be prophesying everything, but the word of prophecy according to the scriptures we and 99.9 percent of everything going on today is not biblical it's not scriptural because if Jesus is not involved in it meaning his sacrificial atonement his death he's not involved he's not involved Churches today, for the most part, they'll gather and eat every Sunday and just have a good time, calling that we're just learning to love each other. We're just one big happy family. But where is the focus of the determination to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified? You start talking about that, and you are going to be pushed aside. And while you're being pushed aside, they're going to be declaring that you're pushing all of them out because you're not loving. I'm telling you, we've we've experienced it. For 18 years, now, even by some who you would have never thought it. Because when, listen, when you get determined, and it's all by the grace of God. You don't just choose to be determined. This is something that through toils and snares and and, and learning the truth of the cross that you learn just as the Apostle Paul did that your faith can't be moved from Christ and Him crucified and, you, and you're wasting time if you're sharing the word outside of that context or listening to someone share the word outside of that context and you learn that through your experiences of failure and defeat and 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 just worrying and all these things and the Holy Spirit continues to point you to where you need to be looking. The place He delivers you to Always, which is death, 2 Corinthians 4.11, because it's the only faith, it's the only place that measure of faith works that He gave you. Because only by faith can you express your Savior and that faith only works in the object that He delivers you to. Always, 2 Corinthians 4.11. Come on, somebody. So back to the Scripture. We also have a more sure word of prophecy that guarantees what we saw on the mount is confirmed by the scriptures in pointing to where it's going to be fulfilled because it's all about the death of Jesus. For years we can say, and I did, it's all, it's all about Jesus, but I didn't have a clue what that meant. I did not have a clue what that meant. And until we step into the reality and we mean from our heart that it's all about what he did at Calvary, then we don't understand even what we're saying. We can know it's right. Just like the those in Jerusalem and their rulers knew the word, the scriptures they had were right, but they didn't know them in their right context. And Let me say to you today that only the preachers who are declaring the righteousness of God, are the only ones that know His Word in its context. All God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. In Romans 1, 16 and 17 tell us the beautiful simplicity of this, that His righteousness is revealed in the gospel. When you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into these truths, and to open your eyes, and to make that path, He puts you on brighter. And you begin to share these things, you will be shunned. You will be pushed aside for the sake of mixture, for the sake of, well, you just need to love them. We do love them. We love. It's not a matter of love. It's a matter of, is it Scripture in its right context? And if it's not, then we don't don't need to be giving ear to it because just a little that leaven will leaven the entire lump. We've, we, we've watched it happen for years now. And people actually think that they can stay in leaven and not be leavened. God says it's an impossibility. It's not going to happen. And people even start making up their own terminology about what leaven is. It's when the Word of God is being preached and taught outside of its context Of what Jesus did at Calvary. Because when he comes back riding on that white horse. He's going to be wearing a vesture. Dipped in blood. Still the focus. And it's what makes him. The word of God. I said it's what makes him. The word of God. It's what makes him. Known. As the word of God. It's what gives him the authority and the title. To be called the word of God is the blood on that vesture that he's wearing. And when we come back to this great reality and truth, then we'll begin to value it more than we value men. Men can bring you into the fear of men, but the truth of the cross will deliver you from the fear of man and usher you into the fear of the Lord. And the promise is that he will show them his covenant. Hallelujah. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shows them his covenant. Psalms 25:14. Glory be to God. It's good this morning. And we don't look like we're going to make it out of this last portion. See, I told you, things don't go as planned. They rarely do. It's been so good, and I'm so, so, so thankful to the Lord for just filling the table with the wonderful truths of His Son and His Son's sacrificial work at Calvary even this morning. When you get tired of hearing that, you're not hearing any longer. When you refuse to hear that, you're not hearing any longer. The hearing of faith without hearing about Jesus and what He did at Calvary is not the hearing of faith? Read Galatians chapter three, one through three, and shout the high praises of God for the revelation of that great truth. He says here, though, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed. This more sure word of prophecy, he's telling everybody in his day and writing this letter to those Jewish. Christians who are already saved, get this now, he's, J- Peter's writing these, the, these letters to Jewish believers in Christ who've already been saved, who may still be thinking about, well, you know, they're still preaching circumcision. That is still in the scriptures and all these things who are struggling with the reality of the complete finished work of Jesus, struggling. But he says, this more sure word of prophecy, you do well that you take heed with it as unto a light. See, thy word, O God, is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. That's Psalms 119.105 written in the Old Covenant. Old Covenant. God's Word being declared as the light. But get it, Jesus said the Scriptures testify of Him. He is the light. Jesus is the only light of God that exists. In Him is light and there is no light outside of Him. He said, if you follow me, you will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. That's what Jesus said. Is it John 8 and 12? I believe maybe it is. Go check it out. Think about that. The scriptures were all, get this, this is so beautiful. It's always been beautiful to me. The scriptures, all of the scriptures in the Old Testament were types and in the shadow of Christ crucified. Christ crucified. The light of heaven has always shined on Christ who is the light and what he would do to make that light known to us, to be that light to us and to even go to the extremity of calling us now who are in him the light of this world. The light of heaven has always and only shined on the cross of Christ. Christ and Him crucified and the cross of Christ is what has made all the shadow behind it. Get this, behind it. and This is another part of the, the beautiful reason that revealing the glory of God to Moses that he asked God to show him he told Moses you can only see my back parts. Why? Because the light of heaven only shines on Christ and Him crucified and produces the shadow of everything that would be the shadow of everything that would be fulfilled when He come to die on the cross. But the shadow of everything Christ and His work on the cross provided unto the old when He came That light shines now, watch, that light from heaven that has shined on the cross of Christ and made a shadow around it of everything that would happen and be provided through Christ and his cross. When Jesus came, watch this now, the light from heaven shines now through the cross onto everything written in the old covenant. And it opens the scriptures up to us today of Christ. We no longer just hear the prophets as God spoke about His coming Son. Under the new covenant, you and I today, we hear God speaking to us by His Son. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. In time past, in various ways, and diverse manners, God spoke to the fathers of Israel by the prophets. But in these last days, He's spoken to us by His Son. Get that now. What a beautiful picture that is. We have a more sure word of prophecy, and the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of, Jesus, And as far as that, many people today don't want to hear the scriptures in the light of Jesus. And hirelings will preach to them the word as they want to hear it. But God's ministers of righteousness, the ones who are the clouds that carry the rain, they will preach the word of God as truth. Because only as truth is declared will righteousness be seen. Proverbs 12 and 17. He who speaks truth shows forth righteousness. And there is no righteousness to be seen outside of Christ being seen and his sacrifice being seen. Hadn't you been blessed today? Isn't your heart just leaping with joy right now? The Holy Spirit enlarging the borders so he can fill it with more of who Jesus is and what Jesus has accomplished for you at Calvary. Isn't it a beautiful thing to be able to walk with your Lord in the light that he's in? Uh, He won't walk. Listen, you can't walk with him outside of the light of who he is and what he did at Calvary. You can't walk with him You can walk with people. You can walk with preachers. You can walk with all sorts of things, but you can't walk with Jesus outside of the sphere, the boundary in which he walks, which is the light of who he is and what he did as the lamb at Calvary because the lamb is the light. Revelation 21 and 23, the lamb is the light. God bless you, and I do pray that the Lord has been able to to show you some things today in this session that will enable you to make some decisions that need to be made to allow Him to either save your soul and begin a good work in you or for you to find yourself in the faith, walking, being led of His Spirit through faith in the sacrifice so that he can continue that good work. It makes no long, it makes no difference, rather, how long that you've been in that fellowship outside of it being with him or how long you've been fallen from grace in this very moment. He offers you a brand new beginning. I'm not talking about to you Christians who've been saved for you. I'm talking to you Christians who have been out of fellowship with the Lord for many, many years. Days, weeks, months, years even. He's given you an opportunity right now just to say, Lord, I'm sorry for the things I've made it. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm coming back to the focus of what you've made it, which is Jesus, your son, and what he did for me at Calvary. I pray the Lord's touch be upon you now, body, soul, and spirit, the miracle working and power of our Savior's hand lay hold on you and drive out every infirmity that's attacking your body. Fill your minds with peace and drive out all fear, all doubt, all unbelief. I pray that He touch you mightily today. And I know that He will if you yield your heart to the place He can find you and touch you mightily. And I'm thankful that He's faithful to do that. God bless you. Again, don't forget to go and look at this uploaded here in a couple of hours to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. There you'll see what we advertised at the first of the broadcast today concerning my going to Brockton, Massachusetts and our upcoming determined camp meeting, dates, times, when ministers are speaking there and everything. So, again, I'll see you. Sunday morning. And don't forget, by the way, if the Lord stirs your heart to give an offering to Him through this ministry. And I thank God for all of you that do are faithful to sow into the preaching of the gospel. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. I do love you, and I appreciate all your support. Until I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.